Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. We cover it all. Well, today is March 9th. I know the time is flying by. And I want to talk about KBiz. KBiz is the kitchen and bath industry show. Every year they have it sponsored by the National Kitchen and Bath Association. And they bounce from Orlando to uh, Las Vegas. And the last three years, I believe, this one just finished, has been in Orlando. Unfortunately, I couldn't go for many reasons. The last one I went to was 2019, and I do miss it, and I can't wait to go next year. Now, I missed out on a lot of new stuff that KBiz had to offer and introduce, but you know what the best thing about KBiz? Jan Rutgers was there, and she was my eyes and ears. So Jan, who, as you know, if you listen to Home Design Chat with Nancy, has been with us many, many times. Jan, by the way, is the founder of Vestibule School of Design, and she's been designing kitchens and products for over 25 years. She was also a presenter at KBiz for 2022. So Jan is with us, and we're going to go through KBiz as if we were there. Right, Jan? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. It was great. Thanks again for having me, Nancy, and i um, looking forward to sharing with you what I saw. Yes. Um, and I know, let's just mention that you have an Instagram account. Tell me a little bit about that so people can go in that and see the pictures. Okay. Yeah. So I've got um, an Instagram account. I, I will let you know that uh, I did lose my Instagram uh, account mid-December and I'm rebuilding it uh, right now. And another story, maybe we'll talk about that on a podcast one day. Yeah, but if you, go, um, if you go to Vestibule uh, School of Design, just search that on Instagram, you'll find my feed. And what I've been doing for the uh, since I've been um, back from Florida is I have been posting all my little finds. I started a series on my Instagram called um, products that um, cool products that I saw at the show. And um, every couple of posts, I put uh, one of those on. And uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about that today. But it's a great place to be able to see the pictures. And those those little details, you know, I, I think what I what I love most about going to a live trade show, Nancy, is that you know, you can walk the aisles and as a trained designer, you're scanning the aisles and you're scanning the booths and then all of a sudden you'll see something and you can narrow in and it may not, it's not the big thing. It's not what's getting all the big um, splash, but the vendors there are really, really good at, um, you know, bringing it to the show. And that's, that's my favorite part is finding those little treasures that mm -hmm. um, are in the aisles of the uh, kitchen and bath industry show. You know, at one time, because I've gone to about 20 shows and I always had to register my camera because I was, um, you know, doing a publication. And so they call, I had a press ticket and all that other stuff. And I remember trying to take a picture and somebody said, you're not allowed to do that. And they would take your camera at the time. Now with camera phones, I still don't know why when I go I have to get a press pass. But there's so many things at these shows that you can't possibly remember. You know, a picture is worth a thousand words. It mm -hmm. also helps our memory. So you have done all that work for 
people who couldn't go to the show. And I do have to mention that this show is only open to the trade. So if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you own a home, you'd like to see what is going on at these shows, possibly you can go to HGTV. Uh, sometimes they have interviews at the show and you can pick them up. You can probably find them online somewhere. But Jan, also, I almost forgot to ask you, what did you do at KBiz as far as a presenter? What did you do? So I, I was chosen as one of the presenters to um, NKBA, the National Kitchen and Bath Association, has a conference, an educational conference at KBiz called Voices from the Industry. So I was, uh, my presentation was selected, you know, I guess they get hundreds of, um, of people submitting. And um, so my, my presentation called Embracing the New Role of the Kitchen Designer was um, chosen. And it actually was highlighted as uh, one of the, you know, 2C presentations at the show. So I did get a really great turnout um, at, at my presentation. But um, the, the conference is for, uh, you know, any professional can, that you know buys a conference pass can come to the presentation. There's a lot of certified designers that come because uh, most of them, including mine, are um, CEU accredited. So the designer can come and learn something and get points towards their um, towards their accreditation. That or I guess it's their continuing educational right. units that they need to keep their certification. Uh, but uh, I had uh, in the audience, I had certified designers. Designers, but I also, you know, just had other, you know, design professionals that were interested in the in the topic, and um, yeah, it's a great, you know, that's it's a it's a big feature of the show, the educational component, and most to the trade. Uh, shows like this will have these educational opportunities. So I was thrilled to be Good. able to present. Good. <laughs> so I was reading your notes for this podcast, and I think would you say that you have a crystal ball because you. <laughs> Really? I'm going to ask you how the world is going to be for 2022. Um, but let's start with one of your predictions about food storage. Uh, and this comes from, I'm sure, what we've been through with the pandemic. Absolutely. So what uh, so what you were alluding to is a few weeks before I traveled uh, down to KBiz, I wrote a blog on what I predicted to be the trends in kitchen design, you know, for the for 2022 and beyond. And a lot of my predictions did absolutely stem from the pandemic and how you know people were in their homes more. They they really were getting to understand how, how their homes needed to function better. And and the big one that um, that I predicted was going to be more food storage. And you're absolutely right when you know when you ask about uh, you know was it there? It, it was really um, highlighted at at the KBiz show. There were uh, quite a few examples of kind of the dream walk-in pantry. Now, one of the displays that I saw was just a you know a double pantry door, and you opened it. Now it was a photograph of the ultimate walk-in pantry a life-size oh. photograph uh, but you know they're just you know talking about how how we can um, as kitchen designers we can um, hide that big extra room by integrating it into our kitchen so I saw that lots and lots of cabinet pantries the the designers of the displays were getting really creative with the look of these they you know I, I don't think I've seen so many 
examples of really interesting cabinet um, door finishes on the pantry. So they were really highlighting these areas. There was a lot of open pantry storage. So not having closed doors on it, but being um, like glass doors or um, even open shelving for the pantry area, which I found really interesting. But when I started thinking about it, I go, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I personally have a walk-in pantry with all open shelves and I decant all my food and I have it, you know, in glass jars that are labeled and I have baskets and, you know, I actually love walking into that room and they were showing, they were showing that open concept. But I think that one big thing about, um, having more food storage was refrigeration. The refrigerators that were shown on this floor were massive. You know, I, you know, kind of the small, you know, I shouldn't say it, not really the smallest, but tons of 48 inch wide refrigerators really coming back. Lots of columns, like five foot wide column refrigerator freezers. And uh, they were, um, they're being produced in, kind of knock your socks off colors you know funny yeah. enough i didn't see a lot of just stainless steel lots of bright colors which we'll talk about but yeah. yes definitely food storage is big i i do want to mention that monogram had a booth i think they got the um first prize for having the best booth over there mm -hmm. um and so now we talk a little bit about monogram they have intelligent um appliances and you can experience peace of mind convenience and an optimized performance with their smart hq app which elevates the way you interact with your home and appliances by allowing you to do things like preheating your oven from your phone and checking how much time remains on your dishwasher cycle. Um, as I mentioned in the last podcast, Darren Renson, my rep, uh, did a podcast with me two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and we talked about this app. And I didn't realize that they upgrade the app without you realizing it. So it's on your phone. You might find new recipes or new things that they're offering you. So uh, you can absolutely find out more about that by going to monogram.com. Or you can visit your local showroom and ask them more about uh, the Smart HQ app. I think that's interesting. But he did talk about the new columns that they've introduced uh, at KBIS. And I don't believe they're available right now. Maybe I'm wrong. But they're offering the capability of having the 96-inch <laughs> door on, which the inside is 84 above the floor. But as you know, all of the cabinets are going 94 inches above the floor and so if the top of your refrigerator lines up with the top of your cabinet aesthetically it's a beautiful look um, but I do want to mention something about what you said bigger refrigerators more pantries unfortunately this is all great but if you guys out there have a small kitchen sometimes we as designers are asked to do things that physically you can't do I can't put in a walk-in pantry if you don't have space unless you're willing to turn a bedroom or some part of the house adjacent to the kitchen into a pantry so remember that we are good but we're not that good Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But there was also, um, and you, you'll see it on my Instagram feed, there is a manufacturer um, of cabinet, um, kitchen cabinet or you know, general cabinet accessories called Revishelf. They really were, were pushing your, the functionality of the kitchen. And uh, when you talk about, yeah, we, you know, we can't, we can't uh, magically come up with a space for a walk-in pantry, but we can accessorize your cabinetry with um, with interior 
accessories to really make it much more functional. And what I found with the uh, Revishelf booth, and I spent quite a t- bit of time in there having them take me through touring all of the new stuff, they were really getting into the details and really figuring out how you could use every inch. And I think, you know, one of the one of the accessories that they showed, which, uh, you know, I think would be great for additional food storage and condiment storage is they have a, um, a pullout system that there's typically, I think they're nine inches and 12 inches wide that you would uh, put inside a, a narrow door cabinet. Well, they came out with a little um, what they're calling a sidekick, which is a little three inch wide pullout that attaches to this nine or 12 inch wide pullout. So if you have a 15 inch space or an 18 inch space, you can add these little sidekicks on and they're great for the way we, the, the way we cook or the way we shop. You can put in single condiments, you know, you could have your entire spice collection in one of these little three inch pullouts and then beside it have your larger your condiments, um, or you could make one into a baking center. So right there in 15 inches of space, you could put together a pretty good baking center in a small kitchen. Mm -hmm. I've been using their products for many, many years. And uh, do you remember a couple of years ago, they came out with the three, six, nine, 12 pullout for spices. And Mm -hmm. some of them were not that easy to use, but I noticed in looking at what they've offered this year, you can take them and swivel them. So they've really increased the um, the value of that space by making it more uh, user-friendly. You're absolutely right. And I, I think probably what's happened is their, prob- their product managers are most likely talking, you know, to, to the designers. Because I, I know that uh, when I was getting toured around the booth and we came, you know, to that that um, particular pullout, I mentioned to the rep, I said, oh, yeah, no, I love them. But, you know, they're so, the, the shelves are so close together. Right. You know, my clients find it really, um, really difficult to access the items on the shelf and he said well just let me show you this jen and he pulled out the um the pull out and then swiveled the shelf and and it was interesting the swivel has a it it won't stay in place swiveled it will pop back like you have to hold it in place and the reason is they didn't want to be damaging the side cabinetry by somebody you know swiveling out that shelf and then trying to shut it and banging it in so they you know they really thought it out i was impressed yeah yeah, I like their products. Um, they're the ones who offer many, many uh, trash containers. And you want to talk about their uh, charging station for the drawer? Yeah, this this was something interesting. And um, a lot of you know that um, that I live in uh, Western Canada, and um, we have different. Um, home code bylaws than other areas of North America. And one of them is we cannot have a live electrical outlet inside a cabinet of any kind. It cannot be behind an appliance garage, cannot be inside a cabinet door. And I remember when the charging, when Revishelf first brought out their charging drawer, oh, I love that idea to be able to, you know, put all of the devices in a drawer and plug them in, but they wouldn't pass code. So they they were not allowed in um, in my market. So what Revishelf, I you know I'm sure Vancouver isn't the only market that they're not 
Revashelf came out with a new charging drawer that they showed at the at the uh, KBiz show that is just USB ports. So there's no electrical um, plug-in uh, capability. And um, this USB port is going to help designers like myself, you know, get these accessories passed, you know, through the electrical code in uh, new home and uh, renovation construction. So I thought that was, you know, again, they're listening to their clients and coming up with solutions. Yeah, they have some really good ideas. So if anybody mm-hmm. out there is interested in finding out more about Revashelf, you can actually go on Rev, R-E-V-A-S-H-E-L-F dot com. And they have everything for kitchens, bathrooms, closets, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So um, I did notice on your list, Jan, that they came out with solutions for pets because pets are part of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, in my, uh, you know, pre-KBiz blog, I talked about um, how important the uh, the family pet is is uh, in kitchen design. That uh, people are whether at home, they were at home so much more, and they were finding that the the pets were underfoot underfoot all of the time. So the my prediction was that we'd be spending more time designing pet areas into our um, into our kitchens, and definitely saw that at the show. Uh, one there was one display it was like a you know, it probably would have been an area that you would design maybe off the, the kitchen in the mudroom um, or even into the pantry. And it was a whole pet area. It had an elevated uh, space that was a um, dog shower so that um, you could lift your small dog into it and stand, be able to bath them. Underneath was a open area that had a dog bed inside of it so that that was a place you could sleep. And then in the kick, or sometimes it's referred to as the plinth, but that area below the cabinetry, that kick plate area, they had a pull-out drawer that had the, the dog feeding bowls in it. So, you know, it... Normally, when you're looking at um, displays at a show like this, there there's there's small there's small spaces really. They're just a they're just a booth, and there's not a lot of room to put every trend in. But I think I saw three different cabinet manufacturers that devoted space to accommodating people's pets. So definitely, they're they're going to be promoting that, and um, and it's great for us as designers to be able to um, you know have spaces have cabinetry like this that we can uh, easily design into our clients' homes. Yes, I've been doing that. For- for pets for a while and when I designed my daughter's kitchen she is a foster mom for animals um, mm-hmm. she chose to go to the animal section not having a baby so that's her <laughs> choice that's her choice um, but those big 20 pound bags of food that she has they're inconvenient so what we did was a double pull out trash unit and then you can with covers don't forget mm-hmm. the covers, and they do come with and without covers. Covers are better. It'll keep the bugs out. Um, but we put that in a section where she's got all her doggy stuff, and then the food is there. And I just designed a kitchen for somebody where we have the dog food. We have uh, the, the uh, eating dishes for them. And so don't forget your pets when you're having your kitchen remodeled. 
Absolutely. They're and, people uh, too, right? <laughs> yeah, they are. And so, you know, also too for convenience, uh, something that I've been seeing, you know, quite a bit, I don't recall seeing it at the show, but, you know, it is definitely is, is on my radar, is designers are starting to put pot fillers, you know, down at that, at that level. Oh, for uh, the dogs? At the level to, for filling up the dogs' water bowls. Good idea. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, just, you know, get I think... That, I think that's one great thing about the KBIS show. It just sparks imagination. Oh, so yes. even though I didn't see that, um, the, the, you start thinking about the pets and like what other products could we use to accommodate them and uh, you know make a, a kitchen much more pet friendly for for clients. Well, yeah, that makes sense. You put a pot filler in above their feeding bowls that's that's tucked away into a niche. It's just going to be really convenient. The kids can help um, look after the pet. It's and a lot of times you've got everything ripped apart. It's not that more difficult to run an extra water line over there. Right. Well, you talked about having the bowls in what we call the toe kick or mm -hmm. what you called it the plinth um but i have clients that have bigger dogs and mm -hmm. so what we did was raise that so mm -hmm. what you can do is put it into a drawer right so the bottom drawer of your unit you can just um have a section where the two bowls water and food fit right in there because these customers have said well i don't want my dogs to bend down too much <laughs> They have to, and my daughter's like that too. No, the dogs have to eat at a level that's comfortable for them. So, exactly. <laughs> so gone are the days when, you know, you forgot about your dog and you threw him a bone. Now the dogs have to exactly. run the house. <laughs> right. Um, hey, let's talk about built-in um, banquettes. I <laughs> thought they were on their way out. I know there's some here in Arizona um, mm -hmm. that are still around. Some people like the idea, some people don't. Give me the mm -hmm. pros and cons. So my predictions on the banquettes is that they will be something that we will be seeing more and more of in kitchen design in the next um, several years. And the reason I chose the banquette is that one thing that we noticed with the pandemic in the great room areas that you kind of needed a, a little you know, an escape place or a little cozy area. And for me, that built-in corner uh, banquette, you know, with a little you know, show table or a little round table tucked into the corner, you know, of the kitchen is the perfect way to have the best of both worlds. You have that kind of cozy area that feels just like a big hug in the corner of the kitchen, but you're still part of the action. So that was my reasoning behind, you know, putting the, the built-in banquette as, as a trend for 2022 and beyond. Now at the uh, at the KBIS show, I'll, I'll admit I did not see any specific built-in banquettes, but you know again I kind of look at you know spaces at a as at a premium. But I was seeing some unique. Um, seating arrangements in kitchens like you talked about monogram and and i've just got to say they blew everybody away with their booth their you know i was there for the full for the full three days so i i toured their booth the afternoon of the last day because the first and second day it was like lineups you, they had it lined up to get into the booth because they they'd really um, they had some spectacular design solutions but in their first front display instead of of, um, well, what they had done is they designed a combination kitchen island slash harvest table. So it was 
you know, it was beautiful. It was this big wood structure in the middle of the display that was at 36 high kitchen counter height. It had stools all the way around. It was set up, you know, really as a harvest table, buffet storage. And, um, you know, to me, you know, again, it was just, you know, talking about kind of that coziness and, um, and gathering space. So, so I really liked that. I did see another display where at the island, they had a long extended island, and instead of your standard stools all the way around it, they had benches at both ends. So it, to me, it was kind of a take on um, on the banquette. And then this really surprised me. Uh, Nancy, you and I have talked about this because we've practiced kitchen design so long that we're starting to see things that we were doing 20, 25 years ago coming back in vogue. And I, I had to stop and take a picture of a kitchen that showed a low dining bar off the back of of an island which we hadn't seen for years and years but they successfully did it i feel is that they they made that lower dining bar quite deep probably about 20 24 inches deep and then they wrapped it around the side of the island at about four feet off the the main island and they inserted a sink into it into that lower area and yeah just you know i looked at it and i went you know what that's really going to accommodate um you know children to to be able to you know get at the sink and it just it, it was a lower dining bar again that we haven't seen for a long time but it looked fresh and new because of that extension and then the sink put into it so no oh. banquettes but lots of other I do have to mention, because I'm looking at the picture of what you're describing now, and, and I like that, um, because my island in my kitchen is 30 inches above the floor, because as everybody knows, if you're a subscriber or a listener, I am petite, and a 36-inch countertop is not convenient for me to work at, so a 30-inch island is great for actually using kitchen chairs because mm -hmm. I didn't need bar stools and it's great for doing everything from folding clothes to prepping food so as we've said before your kitchen has to be specifically for your need to fit your needs it has to be functional for you the person who's working in the kitchen whether mm -hmm. it's kids and multi-generational families who are using this you have to think of everybody um, I had a client who was very tall. He was uh, a baseball player. His wife was eh, probably 5'3". So their island had three levels. 42 inches was comfortable for him. And then we had the 36. And she wanted a 30-inch section above the floor so that she could feel comfortable making sandwiches for the kids and prepping. So there's no such thing as, oh, I can't do this. This isn't in. As Jan and I have said many, many times, you can do anything. You don't have to follow the trends. This is your kitchen. You're working at it. Absolutely. Um, so what, if you could talk about one thing that will stick in your mind from KBiz, what would it be? It is absolutely the word curves. And... Um, it, this was this is something that um, that I have started to see uh, poking into kitchen kitchen design or interior design in general, and I'm really really happy to see it. And what I mean by that is that 
in the past decade, our kitchen design specifically has become very hard, it, very lineal, like rectangular, square, um, sharp-edged islands, like a lot of, of really um, you know, strong lineal lines, which, you know, I think looks great. It's, it's, uh, it's a nice contemporary modern, you know, kind of mm -hmm. mid-century modern vibe. But um, it, it was time for some change. And that change is the introduction of curves into our designs. And throughout the show, it was everywhere. I was seeing curved counter ends on islands. I was seeing, you know, round countertop, um, like butcher block and, um, you know, solid surface pieces of round countertop plunked on the ends of islands to soften them. There were... There were niches, a lot of curved niches built into the walls and inserting of the maybe the cooking zone or the entertainment zone. A lot of the displays were using curves and arches in the the structure even just the structure of the walls and you know we we've been seeing you know we've been seeing a lot of removal of those like archways indoors and here they were everywhere in the show so i i would have to you know i i'm gonna say for me that was the number one thing that um, really stood out and probably the other thing that we really can't miss in this podcast was color Mm -hmm. That again, for the last 10 years, the white kitchen with the white sub subway tile backsplash and light gray white countertop, you know, was was the trend. Uh, I, I don't I personally I think there was one where there, but I personally do not recall seeing a whole an all white kitchen anywhere on the floor there was color color and more color but don't and you agree <laughs> that the purpose of a trade show is to bring different things to the public or to the uh, industry if they showed a white on white on white people would walk in there and forget about it so the whole <laughs> idea is to do your booth in such a way as you've been able to do so that the person who's attending the show remembers your booth uh, I remember mm -hmm. one year it was, um, I can't remember the manufacturer, but their freestanding range had flowers on it. It was right. almost like wallpaper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was, was it five star? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember seeing that too. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, liked, I liked the way it looked, but I probably would never use it. Mm -hmm. For the most part, I like the colors, the different ideas that they bring. Mm -hmm. How many people are actually going to go for that? We'll have to wait and see, huh? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm going to um, you just relate a quick story. Is in 2010, I went to the um, Euro show in Milan, Italy, and. You know, I still have the pictures and I look look at them uh, because that's kind of where I feel the the big big trends in kitchen design start. You know, at that European show in 2010, ev almost every kitchen that I took pictures of was a white on white on white kitchen. It was and it was like white solid surface, like Corian countertops everywhere, white cabinetry, bright 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 bright. I then was fortunate enough to attend that show in 2018. And it, and it just struck me because every kitchen display that I took pictures of was dark, 
was dark gray, dark, you know, really moody, these really, really dark, um, you know, displays. It was quite the contrast. So for me now going to the North American premiere show and seeing color upon color upon color, I feel it will be a trend. And even, you know, myself, my, uh, you know, I have a small design practice that, you know, I still do individual kitchen design and uh, they're asking for color. I just did a kitchen that's got Aegean teal perimeter cabinets and a charcoal island and a different gray for the banquette and uh, the, um, the the hutch, you know, in a whitewashed gray stained you know, wood and not not a stitch of white anywhere in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So so for me, yes, you know, it's true. Are we going to throw out the all white kitchen? Absolutely not. But will I, I predict we are going to start seeing full color kitchens you know in in the next um, several years yeah and i think (laughs) the show like this the colors it almost gives permission to the people who have been hesitant about bringing in color now we're saying it's okay you can bring in color Absolutely. And how many times do we say you can still have a white kitchen and bring in some crazy colors? You can do the backsplash, the countertop, the walls, the window mm-hmm. treatments, the even the lighting the, over your island or in your eating area. They're colors now. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the, um, you know, to your point, one of the... Um, you know, the monogram displays again that you know they they were really kind of thinking outside of the box but they had this open pantry i talked about that open glass doored pantry and the tops of the pantries were curved and the back of the pantries were wallpapered in just the craziest um you know vibrant print and they're perfect way you know i think if you were to really dissect that that kitchen i'm picturing it in my mind if you were to strip away you know the wallpaper and the paint color it's a pretty um neutral palette that the kitchen's been done but it really gets um you know it really gets its on trend current look by that vibrant wallpaper in the back of the cabinetry Mm -hmm. i just designed a um, shelving unit and also as workspace with a standing desk for a client and she is loves color we had to use white for the shelving but the back wall is a vibrant blue (laughs) and if it'd be boring if it was plain white absolutely i'm looking (laughs) at the picture that you're talking about and it's a sort of a pattern it looks like black white salmon color or (laughs) pink i can't tell (laughs) but there's nobody saying you can't do that whether it's stripes or flowers. You know what, by the way, I am seeing a couple of pictures online of kitchens with crazy flowered prints. I don't think I'd go that far. (laughs) It reminds me of the 60s. Right. Anything goes. And like you said, people are spending more time in their house than ever before, and they're doing things that we're saying, it's okay, it's your house. Do whatever you want. So, and then I think that's, um, it's like the industry was promoting individuality. And there was one other, um, there was a hood that really stood out to me in one of the um, the displays. In the actual display, it was, it was crazy. There was so much color and pattern and everything. But when you zoomed in on that hood, and what it was, it was just a very, very simple square you know, hood, which we started seeing coming on to the scene about five years ago. But this one was 
tiled um, in a mosaic that gave kind of an ombre look. And then they trimmed the edges in the Schluter product and they used the gold um, or brushed, you know, kind of brushed brass gold trim. And, you know, and I looked at it and I went, wow, just pulling that element out of that over-the-top kitchen and putting it in a classic kitchen would be such a wonderful way to get individuality that um, it's a square box that somebody tiled unique, mm-hmm. that they could tile uniquely um, for for their look. So, you know, maybe maybe that is was the big trend of this show, celebrating individuality that um, you know you don't you don't have to uh, have what everybody else has and uh, we've spent so much time in our kitchens and our especially these great room kitchens that uh, don't be afraid to to treat your kitchen you know as a design statement and go with what you love mm-hmm. on that note I'm going to talk about studio 41 they have showrooms all over Illinois. Unfortunately, we don't live in Illinois, but they also have one in Scottsdale that I use constantly. Their showrooms are constantly evolving. When you walk into Studio 41 showrooms, you're just wowed. They have such a large variety of uh, hardware for your cabinetry, um, uh, plumbing fixtures. They have cabinets. And the Illinois showrooms have windows. We don't have that in uh, Scottsdale, but I do use them for a source. I would suggest that if you're looking for something different, get on their website, and you can also shop from their website. Visit them at shopstudio41.com. You will enjoy their showroom uh, and also their podcast. I'm sorry, not their podcast, their, their website. Back to our podcast I think we're we're getting to the end. I'm looking as we're talking. I'm looking at the pictures on your blog, and some of them are gorgeous. Uh, let's see. Can people see that? Where do they go to find your blog? Yeah. So if you can go onto my website, uh, www.vestibule, spelled V-E-S-T-A-B-U-L dot com, you know, just click on blog, and um, you know the last couple of um, you know blogs do address uh, KBiz, but I've got oh, I think over ninety uh, blogs on there, so you might find some other reading. But uh, there, or um, as I said on on Instagram, I have been uh, posting r- regularly my KBiz finds on my Vestibule School of Design Instagram account. And, um, you know, I think, you know, in conclusion, uh, you know, I was, it was really, really great to, um, to attend a, um, in-person trade show you know i hadn't i hadn't it was funny i had not traveled for over two over two years um again another story but um but it was a uh, it was a great experience and um, i'm really really looking forward to going to uk biz 2023 in las vegas and i'm sure i'll meet you there Nancy, oh, definitely. And, I'll be uh, there. <laughs> and we'll, uh, yeah, I, it, again, it was a great experience. Um, I, I was so thankful to connect with a lot of my colleagues I hadn't seen in years. You know, we had a lot of great laughs, um, very tiring. I you know, was putting on those 20,000 steps a day on my uh, on, on, um, on my app, but uh, well worth it. And uh, thank you very much for having me come on and talk about it. It was great. Oh, definitely. I'm really um, sorry about this. 
I'm really um, excited about coming uh, to KBiz next year. I can't wait because I used to go every year, and now it's been three years. So I feel like I'm missing a lot, and your pictures really helped me. They're gorgeous. Great. Did a My great pleasure. job, thank Jan. You. I want <laughs> to thank you. you for doing this podcast with me, and I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. And please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. This was one of our full of information podcasts, and you certainly don't want to um, not tell your friends about KBiz. They can actually look at Jan's pictures and get a lot of information for their project that possibly they're remodeling or thinking about remodeling. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Jan, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. In the meantime, stay safe. And by the way, Jan will be back doing a very interesting podcast in a couple of weeks. So don't forget, come back next week. Listen to the next one we have. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.